and welcome to the Samuel Emanuel Movie Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Manny Emanuel. And I'm Jordan Spires. Welcome back, Jordan. Thank you. Long time. <laughs> it has been a long time. Yeah, hot minute. A hot minute. <laughs> so people tuning into this episode might be asking themselves, hey, we were promised Jackie Brown. Well, what happened was Sam got busy. He was unable to make his uh, weekly podcasting duties. So as always, now. I reached out to my saving grace, Jordan Spires. I said, hey, Jordan, do you want to come on the podcast this week? She's like, give me a moment. The answer is yes. <laughs> and we decided to – we had a couple on the dock. But uh, one was – I knew was going to be uh, most like well, most likely me and her. But we, we would have enjoyed having Sam on this yes. one. But the other one that we have with you lined up, we have two other ones. One, we have another guest, so that was not an option. And the other one, Sam has to be a part of. Yes, he does. He doesn't get out of it this time. No, he does he not. He has to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but this one, we were okay doing yes. without Sam. I did give her the option. I'm like, we could do another one. But she's like, I want to do this one. And I was like, fucking right. So let's fucking do it. So we are doing In and Out, which is part seven of our 1997 retrospective miniseries. Let's get into it. The movie is in and out released September 19th, 1997, directed by Frank Oz, written by Paul Rudnick, starring Kevin Klein, Joan Cusack, and Tom Selleck. Has a meta score of 70, a letterbox score of 3.3. Got one Oscar nomination, Best Supporting Actress for Joan Cusack. It had a budget of $35 million. It grossed 63, making it the 25th highest grossing film of the year. And the plot... A Midwestern teacher questions his sexuality after a former student makes a comment about him at the Academy Awards. Now, Jordan had never seen this movie before. When we opened up the books for 1997, I gave the PFGs. I'm like, hey, any movies anybody wants to cover? And Jordan reached out and she's like, yes, there is. I would like to review in and out Jordan, why don't you give us your spoiler-free thoughts on in and out Absolutely. So the only thing I knew about this movie going in was that Kevin Klein played a gay man and that it came out in 1997. Now, I've had a very hit-or-miss relationship with queer movies that have come out in the 90s that mm -hmm. I have watched because of this podcast. <laughs> Some of them have been great. Some of them are called The Crying Game. And uh, I was very curious. I hate, I hate Manny. I hated that movie so fucking much. <laughs> it's understandable. Um, so I really wanted to see the vibe I got. Like the the poster for this movie seemed like it was a lot of fun, and I really wanted to see if it was going to be like actual like camp fun or if I was just gonna sit there and be offended the whole time. I really just wanted to see what it was like. Having Kevin Klein in it, I love Kevin Klein. Um, oh, he's an Klein. actor I really enjoy watching, um, even in Life as a House. Like it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, actually probably he's easily the best thing oh, about that easily. movie. Easily, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. And so I just, you know, I really wanted to see what it was like. I like watching older queer movies. I like to see how they, because some of them are really good. Like The Birdcage is really good, and Priscilla. Queen of the Desert's really good. Like, there's some really solid mm -hmm. queer movies from from our history. Um, I had a really fun time 
watching this movie. Um, there's probably a few things that didn't necessarily age amazingly well. Oh, shocker. But I mean, honestly, this movie is very much so on the camp side of queer comedy. And yes. that's some of the best queer comedy out there. Like it is, this movie is so, it's it's silly, it's absurd, but it is a lot of fun. I was dying at a few scenes. Picking my favorite quote for this movie was so hard. It was so hard because there were so many amazing lines in this movie. Um, this movie has a wonderful cast. It has, um, it's again, it's so funny. It has a really easy plot that's very accessible for people to watch and enjoy. Um, it's lots of great comedic timing. And it even has some truly amazing scenes that I was surprised by when they happened um, because of how good the acting is mm -hmm. in particular by Joan Cusack. Cause what I will say is for the first probably like three quarters of this movie, I thought she was so underutilized. I'm like, Oh, she could be doing like, I'm so sad. She's like not doing anything. Yes. And then she fucking, there's a one scene and she goes off and then she's just phenomenal for the rest of the movie. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yes. Um, for 1997, I am impressed with how much fun I had, and honestly, I think this message, this movie, also has a really good message ultimately. And I, I loved, I had a great time. This was so much fun, and I'm so, so glad that I got to watch it for the pod. I am so happy to hear that because I will tell you, as I was watching this movie, which I have not watched since 1998, <laughs> I was having a great fucking time, but I was also aware. As I'm watching it, I'm like, Jordan is either going to love this or hate this. Because there is some stuff in here that obviously has not aged well. Now, someone of my age, it doesn't offend me as much because I grew up with it and I'm aware of what – it's a product of its time. That doesn't make it right or anything like that like we discussed with Ford Fairlane. Oh, God. Didn't age well. Nope. <laughs> but I was a 14-year-old boy when I watched it. And watching it again brought back very nostalgic 14-year-old boy feelings. This movie, it is exactly what you said. It is, it is very campy, and it is playing up to all the stereotypes and caricatures of queer comedy. And if you can be on board with that, you are going to have a fucking blast. Yes. If you find that that is too much for you to handle and you're unable to – be able to accept that comedy for the time that it is, then this movie can be incredibly offensive. Both feelings are equally valid. Yes. For me, I had a fucking blast and I was terrified. I actually <laughs> talked to some of my coworkers. I'm like, I don't know how tonight's going to go. I'm like, I might end up getting into an argument with a friend of mine because <laughs> she is rightfully offended by a movie that I fucking had. I was literally tears laughing so hard. I and I'm also like, had I, I'm tears laughing so hard. I'm like, I'm gonna I might I might have to defend a movie that she is legitimately offended by. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to defend it because I had an absolutely fucking blast of a time. And I'm like, I I really hope. Then when you sent me the message last night mm. that you're like, we can only have five quotes, and I was like, Yeah, she's like, Oh, that's gonna be hard. I was like, Okay, she liked it. Whew. <laughs> Whew. Saved. Saved. Okay. All right. She at least enjoyed it. She she didn't hate it. So yeah, that no. makes me good. Now, there is something about this movie that is kind of part of its legacy. I was going to save it for the trivia part, but...
but I think I'm going to play it here. Do you know where this movie comes from? Not at all, because when it comes to the legacy question, I don't have an answer. Wicked. So this is actually going to be a fucking treat for you. So I pulled this. This movie is, I'm just going to, I'll just read the trivia now, and then I'm going to play you what it, what it references. Okay. Okay. So. Matt Dillon's outing of his teacher in his acceptance speech is based upon Tom Hanks' real-life acceptance speech at the, at the Academy Awards for his Oscar of Philadelphia, in which he thanked a gay teacher on air. I'm going to play that clip for oh all of us to hear. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should see her face. <laughs> it's phenomenal. All right, here we go. How have I never I'm gonna, heard of this? I'm going to play this right now. So here we go. Oh, Tom get ready Hanks to cry. in Philadelphia. This speech is unreal. Here's what I know. I uh, could not be standing here without that undying love that uh, was just sung about uh, by not Bruce, but Neil Young. And I have that in uh, a lover that is so close to fine, we should all be able to experience such heaven right here on earth. I know also that um, I should not be doing this, I should not be here, but I am because of the union of such filmmakers as Ed Saxon, Ron Nicewaner, Christy Z, Attack Fujimoto, uh, Jonathan Demme, who who seems to have these attached to his limbs for every actor that, that works with him of late. And a cast that includes Antonio Banderas, who, who second to my lover, is the only person I would trade for. <laughs> and a cast that includes many other people, but the actor who really put his film in, image at risk and shown because of his integrity, Mr. Denzel Washington, who I really must share this with. I would not be standing here if it weren't for two very important men in my life, so two that I haven't spoken with in a while, but I had the pleasure of just the other evening, Mr. Raleigh Farnsworth, who was my high school drama teacher, <laughs> who taught me that act well the part, there all the glory lies. And one of my classmates under Mr. Farnsworth, Mr. John Gilkerson. I mention their names because they are two of the finest gay Americans, two wonderful men that I had the good fortune to be associated with to fall under their inspiration at such a young age. I wish my babies could have the same sort of teacher, the same sort of friends. And there lies my dilemma here tonight. I know that my work in this case is magnified by the fact that the streets of heaven are too crowded with angels. We know their names. They number a thousand for each one of the red ribbons that we wear here tonight. They finally rest in the warm embrace 
of the gracious creator of us all, a healing embrace that cools their fevers, that clears their skin, and allows their eyes to see the simple, self-evident, common-sense truth that is made manifest by the benevolent creator of us all and was written down on paper by wise men, tolerant men, in the city of Philadelphia 200 years ago. God bless you all. God have mercy on us all, and God bless America. So. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> so, okay, I'm crying too. Okay, so an absolutely wonderful speech, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, that is the basis, obviously, as you can see now, yeah. of this film. That's now, my understanding is that he didn't out those people. Mm. Those people were already out. Okay. Uh, but that is how this movie's idea came to pass. And I thought I would share that with you. Oh, that was wonderful. Yes. That's also so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face when I told you at first was absolutely delightful. I just couldn't believe that I'd never heard of that story before. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, so um, back to my uh, spoiler-free thoughts on this film. I, I saw this movie when it hit home video, probably. So it was released in September. So I probably wouldn't see it until early 1998. And I think I only watched it once, maybe twice. And I remember, I remember enjoying it. When I rewatched, when you picked this movie, I was actually really excited. Because as I've been rewatching uh, a lot of the 90s films, and I've been uh, – visiting the 80s fairly regularly as well, it reinvigorated my uh, appreciation for Kevin Klein as an actor. And he is just someone that I truly wish had done more films or had done a lot of the films that he was up for. I wish I could remember a lot of them, but there is a, there was a running joke uh, in Hollywood that Kevin's Klein name was actually Kevin D. Klein because oh. he, he kept turning down movies. They would always come to him and he'd be like, I'm good, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he. Every movie that he's been in that I've watched, he is one of the highlights. He's just an actor I absolutely adore. This performance was otherworldly to me. It was a comedic masterpiece, and I had so much fun. Like I mentioned earlier, on tears running down my face from laughing so hard. Uh, I am so glad. Uh, like I've mentioned numerous times, if when I am perusing iTunes, they have sales every week. And if I see any movie that I'm either that we're doing for the podcast or I'm interested in rewatching, if it's on sale for five bucks, I'll just buy it. So I have a I have a large collection of movies that I will never watch again. <laughs> this is not one of them. Good. This is one that I will definitely be rewatching uh, quite a few times because it makes me so happy. On numerous levels, there are moments that make me happy because there is some comedic genius in it, and there's some moments in here that make me happy because of the, for for me, an uh, incredibly positive message that it brings across. And so I had a great time with this movie, and I'm so glad that I don't have to have an argument with you <laughs> over uh, a movie this old. Uh, we were able to be on the same page. So why don't you take us into spoilers? Absolutely. Um, I highly recommend going into this movie a little blind. Um, so please, 
please watch this movie before proceeding. We're going to spoil this in three, two, one. Go fuck yourselves. Awesome. Okay, with two of us, we will uh, do our best to review this movie and our scenes chronologically. Uh, so what scene do you have first? The first scene I have is the Oscar ceremony. Oscar night? Yes. Okay, so I have that as well, so we'll talk about that. I really stretched this as a scene. I do want to say, before we get into this scene, yeah, I just want to touch on something, because I don't want to talk about the scene. The scene itself isn't important. But I went into this movie thinking that this was a movie about Kevin Klein as a gay man, and I thought he was going to be gay the whole time. Oh. So, hearing, so seeing him that he's getting married to Joan Cusack definitely threw me through a loop. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. I had no idea that was happening. So I just wanted to mention that when that happened, I was like, oh, no. Oh, honey. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Uh, fire away. Take us in. So I also kind of stretched this a little bit. Um, okay. Partly because what I wanted to mention, one thing that I wanted to mention was all the people doing their Oscar watch party. Me too. Um, and I wanted to mention it because it reminded me of our little Oscar watch parties that we do. Save here. We don't do them in person because we all live in various areas, but um, every year we do get together and chat about the Oscars and it's a whole thing for us. And um, It is it just one of my favorite feel, nights of the year. Oh, it's so much fun. We have such a good time and I'm so excited to do it again this year. Um, me too. Your daughter better not have a dance. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, we should be good because actually she has a rehearsal for her dance this Sunday. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I did just want to mention that little watch party moment because um, I just thought that was really cute and sweet and reminded me of our little chats. <laughs> mm -hmm. I 100% agree. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, since we're on that part, what I miss about watching this uh, is that in 97, not just because it's the Titanic year, but back in the 90s, everyone was still watching the Oscars. Yeah. Like, ev like everyone. And I miss that. Not just pretentious movie watchers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, even just, like, it. Oscar yeah. night was a big deal for everyone. And they really captured that in there. Like, you see the yeah. whole family, family and friends getting together, doing an Oscar pool. Everybody watched the Oscars. That is, like, literally what it was like in the 90s. Everybody was watching. It was awesome. Yeah, it was uh, – I wish it was still like that. But Me too. Me too. It's just for us pretentious movie watchers now. Yep. <laughs> no yep. one else I get, I get it. I get it. There's, uh, there's other options now. Back yeah. then there wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, go ahead. So, yeah, touched on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mainly wanted to talk about the ceremony because it is kind of the big moment, but also okay. kudos to them for getting, uh, some of the people that they were able to get, uh, into this, like watching Glenn Close and Whoopi Goldberg made me die. <laughs> can we, <laughs> like, how can the we talk, they get in here? <laughs> can we, can we talk about the Glenn Close thing a little bit? Yeah. Do you think it's purposely an inside joke? To have her present Best Actor, which implies that she won Best Actress the year before. 1996, what would she have? No, not not that she was up for anything, but remember, Glenn Close has never won. But the oh, previous year's right. winner you is the one that presents. The yes. I just like you fuckers. <laughs> because in 90, in 90, so this would have been 97. So in 96, she would have had 
probably off the top of my head at least five nominations under her belt without a win. Damn. I would more so just be like, wow, I can't believe they got Glenn Close in this movie. Why is she here? But I also felt that about Whoopi. I'm like, why is Whoopi in this movie? <laughs> um, Whoopi, I can't remember what uh, – I think I had a note on Whoopi, which I can look up here quickly. I think there's a reason why she was in it. Uh, oh, no, I didn't copy that note over. I th She was – I'm pretty sure she was doing a favor to Frank Oz. Ah, uh. Uh, the director. Let's see here. So by this time, yep, one, two, three, four, five. She would have been a five-time nominee, no no wins. Wow. Yeah. She's never won, has she? Nope. She's at eight. She's Damn. 0 for 8. She, she did win a Manny Movie Club Award, though. Did she? Yeah. She won Best Actress. Oh, shit. Yeah, she did for the Manny or, Movie Club. Yes. That's, yes, yeah. she did for for everybody's favorite movie, Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> it wasn't everybody's least favorite movie. That went to White Noise. Which I was shocked by, actually. Not me. That movie was a trash pile. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on the Glenn Close. I didn't know if it was like an inside joke, like, hey, yeah. but, but whatever. I was feeling there were some inside jokes with like the nominations for Paul Newman, Clint Eastwood, Michael Douglas, and Steven Seagal. Oh, big time. Also absolutely killed me that they got that those are the names that they chose for Paul Newman, Clint Eastwood, Michael Douglas, and Steven Seagal, and then this fucking kid. <laughs> yes. Well, what I love, what I love, like they, it's per, like it's perfect inside joke. Like if I remember correctly, it's Paul Newman for for coot, for old like for yeah. coot. So that's old coot, and then Clint Eastwood for like curmudgeon or something, something like that. Like that, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Michael Douglas. It's some type of like sensual name, and she right. kind of like she pretends to like <laughs> wink and wave at him as a hint to their fatal attraction movie, and then obviously Steven Seagal, a uh, snowball in hell, yeah. fucking exquisite, <laughs> exquisite, yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was very funny, very interesting. I was also I was dying when they showed. Um, I can't remember his character's name, but when they showed Matt Dillon's for your consideration oh. scene. Yes. Uh, Cameron, Cameron, <laughs> Cameron Drake. Drake. That's it. Yeah. Um, that was really fucking funny. <laughs> yes. It, it, well, it's, it's hard for me to say this because this movie came out first, but it reminds me of Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah. Right. But this movie was first. Yes. So, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, absolutely when, hilarious. When he's like, when he's, I can't remember what he says the last line of the movie when he's like, "We should get out of here," and he walks down the steps, but his his lover is in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> so oh good. god, it was awful, but it was like it's stuff like that where I think some people will watch that and be like, "This is stupid. This isn't funny. This is kind of offensive." But I'm like, no, this is objectively funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then you get to this kid wins the Oscar somehow. Must have been some dog shit performances by the others. Um, and in his speech, he thanks uh, Howard, played by Kevin Klein, his old teacher, um, and for some reason, drops the gay bomb. <laughs> yeah, outs him right there. 
But the funniest, and I think this is the funniest part in my head, is that, like, even Kevin Klein's like, what? <laughs> yes. Like, good on you, Matt Dillon. Your gaydar is strong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the reaction shots from everybody oh, are phenomenal. Brilliant. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love I love that he throws the remote. <laughs> it's just like these little comedic yeah. touches that happen throughout that are amazing. Like as if throwing the remote away will erase everything exactly. that just happened. <laughs> um, Joan is amazing. It's, it's her one moment to shine until three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. Um, she gives that she's perfect as the deer in headlights yes like what is happening howard <laughs> uh and then i love that the parents are at the door in nanoseconds oh my god instantly <laughs> uh because i hadn't seen this movie for so long i did remember quite a few parts but the part that had me worried was the dad um played by wilford brimley who is someone i love and adore uh I was worried how his arc and his story was going to go because mm. it could have went yes. really, really poorly. Uh, and I think they ended up handling it uh, pretty good. Yeah, I think they did a great job. I also, I don't think, I think this was a late cut for my favorite quotes because I don't think it made it in there. Mm -hmm. um, but when the mom, and I, I'm just using this as a continuation of this scene when the parents are there. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. When the mom comes and is something like, I don't care if you're, gay, straight, red, or green, if you kill someone, whatever, I don't care. As long as you get married. I need that wedding. I, that was yes. so funny. Yes. Uh, and that's Debbie Reynolds, my oh, lovely yes. lady from Singing in the Rain. to clock that. I was like, I recognize that face. I recognize that face. Why do I recognize that face? And then it cues in a little later. I'm like, oh my god, that's Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Uh, okay, so as always... Uh, we do limit our, our scenes to five, but we are allowed to throw in a problematic scene if we like. Oh. So my next one is shortly after the scene, and I had it as a bit of a problematic scene. The funny thing is, it's a scene that, spoiler alert for later ahead, you pulled one of your quotes from. The locker room scene mm. is was a little hard for me, and the reason I wanted to bring it up was because it was this scene – that had me worried on your opinion on the film. Interesting. These boys talking about finding out that their teacher uh, is gay. And this is where uh, one of your quotes come from. I won't spoil it here, uh, which was very amusing. But I wanted to point this out. Again, it's full disclosure. Uh, this was standard talk back then. Yes. 100%. Oh, yeah. This discussion has been had numerous times. Thankfully for myself, while I wish I could say I was completely oblivious to this kind of stuff, I can't. But I've grown up since then. Yes. Uh, I wasn't uh, – my reaction wouldn't be the same as these guys. Uh, but it w I wouldn't have been – I don't – I don't I'll be honest I don't know if I would have been strong enough to stand up for my teacher in a group of friends or not. Yeah. I probably would have just sat silently while they were talking about these kind of things. That's fair. Um well, <coughs> That's well, probably probably being that well. Yeah. But the part that legitimately hurt me I and I even saw it coming part. 
was when he covered them when they covered themselves up. That broke my heart when yep. he walks in the room and they cover up. I'm like, oh, is this movie gonna make me cry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we growing up, I only knew of one a kid. I only knew of one kid my age who was, and he wasn't even openly gay. We just all knew. Yeah. Um. I look back on my time now, thankfully, I can say with every fiber of my being and thankful in my own heart that I never bullied him. But to say that he didn't go through life without being bullied would be a, a lie. Uh, I know uh, I never I never saw him being physically bullied, and I never saw him in person. I, I know it happened. I, I never saw anything in person of him being verbally bullied. Lots of jokes behind his back, but yeah. uh, not that that makes it any better. Well, and uh, I but go ahead. I was gonna say it's it's kind of funny that to me that we bring up this scene as like like what the kids are saying is wrong, and I like when I look at it, I like that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's unfortunately, especially with the state of the world right now. Um, and what I'll say, something major happened in my province last week that is rippling through a little bit. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yes. And so, you know, the talking like this really has not necessarily gone away. People might be using slightly different terms and they're using different anecdotes and whatever now, but these convers like people are still having these conversations very pointedly these days mm -hmm. and um yeah like it's not it's not as far in our past as we would like it to be it's not it's in our present and it's going to be in our future still we yep. have as a species we have not evolved past this and that is like this province in particular is pushing me to a brink and i am going to explode at some point yeah, as much as we like to talk about the progress we've made, uh, and we, I'm, we're, we're not going to get overly political. Yes. Uh, it is a, 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 but a, ask African-Americans how much progress has yeah. been made. It's, while it is definitely better, it is nowhere near where it needs to be. Nope. And we are, we are decades away from decades, if not more, than, than getting to places where we should be, which is sad. But yes. um, there is a, a very vocal minority or perhaps even majority that are holding things back. Who knows? But uh, we're not going to solve it on a movie podcast. We are but not. <laughs> we did want to share. We did want to share yeah. our thoughts. And that scene, um, what, uh, again, I hadn't seen this movie. What are we looking at? 24 years? Yeah. No, 26 years. 26. Yeah. Yeah, 26 years. And I actually had completely forgotten about that scene. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, this, when they jump up and cover themselves – uh, it did, it, it it did hurt my heart. Yeah, because uh, I I forgot about that. Yeah, that's so tugged at my heartstrings, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, he must feel so sad that his students are doing this now. Like it just absolutely broke me. Yes. Uh, okay, moving on from there. What is your next scene? My next scene is actually not until the church. The wedding. Uh no. Um, before the wedding, when he's in confessional. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Confessional, confessional. I believe confessional. That's pretty close. So uh, my scene is when uh, Peter almost hits Howard on the bike. 
Um, they're they're very close to one another. Um, hang on, I'm finding it because I do have that. It's after. P- Peter hitting Howard or yeah. almost hitting Howard is after. Okay, fire away with the confessional. Yeah. Um, there was a scene I was hoping you were gonna have, but you didn't. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted to talk about it, but I didn't put it as one of mine. <laughs> I do that too. I kind of keep one. I'm like, oh, if they, if they, if yeah. they talk about this one, then I can say what exactly. I want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the confessional. Um. The only reason why I wanted to talk about this was because this was a scene that had me dying in laughter. Um. Only because of the very final scene. So, um. He goes to confessional. He says he's there on behalf of a friend, which absolutely killed me. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um. And then <laughs> he goes and talks about how um, he's never had a physical relationship. No, his friend hasn't. His friend has never had a physical <laughs> relationship with his fiance. And the second he says that, the the priest, this Catholic priest, is like, "What? Never?" He's like, "No." Well, then he's gay. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that was so brilliant. I'm like, good on you, because that'll never happen in real life. <laughs> no yes. Catholic priest will ever say that. And then I just love that the insinuation there is that, like, the priest just told him to go have sex before his wedding. <laughs> yes. Or his friend. Yes. I just loved it. It's a small little scene, but I thought it gets stood out to me. Awesome. Uh, okay, so my next scene, is, is that next then? Because I have Peter almost hitting Howard. Yes, you're next. Okay, so this scene uh, I like because it is both um, very amusing and very touching. Yes. Um, Tom Selleck is an actor I grew up with, uh, Magnum P.I. Uh, I I don't have much – I don't have much um, – I don't have much connection to him basically probably post-2005. Like yeah. I never watched – is it Blue Bloods? Yeah. Whatever. I think he's, I think he's still on that show. I don't know if it's still running. I, I Good for him. For. Awesome. Yeah. Like I'm happy that he's making a ton of money. But I've always loved Tom Selleck, and he uh, ha- had a, a semi recurring role on Friends. That yeah, I was, was to say I also kind of grew up with Tom Selleck, but on the Friends side. <laughs> yep. Uh, Magnum PI is a big big deal to me. Uh, my second favorite car. From film or TV is from Magnum PI. Uh, for those wondering, my first, my number one is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Uh, my number two is the Ferrari. He drives a Magnum PI, uh, which I believe, no, I, I think it's a Ferrari Testarossa. I don't know which year, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but always been a fan of Tom Selleck. I've always found him very charismatic on screen. Uh, little tidbit, he actually was originally cast as Indiana Jones. But, really? Yeah, but he got the Magnum PI gig, so he took that instead. Wow, what a different world we'd be living in if Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones. Yes, yeah. He could do it, though. uh, I I think he would have been great. I think it'd be a little bit different movie. Yes. Harrison Ford would still be fine, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the main reason was is because Lucas didn't want to keep using Harrison Ford because he used – Oh, from Star Wars. From Star Wars and from American Graffiti. Oh, right. Yes, but it ends up being Harrison Ford was perfect for the role. Anyways, so I love it. Always been a Tom Selleck fan. So in this movie at this at this time in '97, 
for him to play a gay man again a little bit of a stretch not a huge thing because it's a comedy it's a different thing but this was a not a big deal but a little bit of a big deal uh and this scene is great i love one of the moments that really touched me uh is when peter tells him who is playing a a, a news reporter when he tells howard that the whole town loves him and right there oh god i'm gonna cry i wasn't ready for that when he tells Howard that the whole town loves him, you can see that it actually stuns Howard for a moment. He's like, oh. And what Peter's telling him as he sets up to what he ends up revealing is that it's going to be okay because this town thinks so highly of you, they're going to love you no matter what. And while you're scared to, do, to take the step that you need to take, he's trying to reassure him that it will be fine because this town loves him. Peter comes out as gay, <laughs> and I love, I love, he's like, I, he goes, I, I, like, I'm gay. He's like, who'd you tell? Who? Everyone. <laughs> I told everyone. Uh, absolutely love it. It, yes. it made me laugh really hard. Um, he does have this really lovely monologue in here uh, about coming out, and then, <laughs> and then he gives him the, the gay dad. test. Oh, <laughs> the, no, the games in the gay test, like what was Streisand's eighth album? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, everybody knows that. Oh He's like, God. no, everybody <laughs> doesn't know that. Um, so it's a really great scene. Like I said, it is it is a very funny scene that's done really well. It's a very touching scene um, in a way that, again, for me, uh, stuff that always gets to me, as we've always said, m male friendship, but in this uh, it's someone being recognized for the work that they've done. It's one of the many reasons that I cry at the Oscars. It's people getting recognized for their hard work. Things like this where uh, Peter tells him that the whole town loves him, it, it really hit me. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, right. Uh, and then we get the kiss, which was a very famous kiss. I bet it uh, was. In, in 97, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and again, Klein killing it comedically. Yes. Un unable and unwilling to pull away. And then his acceptance when he wraps his leg around yeah, him. That destroyed me. <laughs> Fucking like, oh my God, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. No, the, uh, scene is, the scene is wonderful. Yes. Um, as the scene's going on, I literally have a note that's like, oh my God, Tom Selleck is gay. Yes. I also loved the. I loved in his little monologue. He has a couple lines: one wholesome that I loved, and one funny. The wholesome line that I I loved that he said was, um, "I couldn't take lying to the people I love." I thought mm -hmm. that was a wonderful line that he put. But then I also love when he was talking about how his family reacted to him coming out, and he's yep. like, "My dad, my my dad said, but you're so tall." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that was also really funny. There's some really great uh, lines in here, and yeah, I agree. This is a this is a wonderful scene. Awesome. Uh, okay, what is your next scene? My next scene is the next scene. The audio tape. The audio tape. You're fucking right. Go ahead. Danny, <laughs> I <laughs> have not laughed this hard in a very very long time, yep. and I love the trope of the tape can hear you or the yes. tape can see you vibe. That is a fantastic trope. This might be the best iteration of this trope I have ever seen in my entire life. 
this whole scene is gold. He, I even, I was laughing when he picked up this tape that said exploring your masculinity. I'm already <laughs> laughing. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. It starts going. This tape is talking about masculine attire. And it's like, are you ready? Are you in control? Are you ready to take charge? Are you a man? Um, it's so fucking funny. And like the little bits where the tape like catches him, like <laughs> untuck your shirt. Oh, just one side. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then the that one of the best moments of this scene is they play. Um, uh, hang on. I will survive. That's the. They start playing the song on the audio tape and he's not allowed to dance because manly men don't dance. Yep. Um, and he, you can tell he's wanting to, he's like starting to wiggle a little bit and he tries to like stop himself and he's yes. like resisting that urge so hard. He wants to do it so bad. And then he just like, fuck it. And he just goes into the most magnificent dance <laughs> I've ever seen. I've moved like that was so much fun. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing and when they're talking like in that in that scene there's a line where the tape was like think about john wayne arnold schwarzenegger they don't walk arnold doesn't dance he barely moves yes. <laughs> something like that he barely can yep. walk like it's just it's so funny one of my favorite lines that you'll hear later is in this scene i just i couldn't stop howling watching this scene i agree 100 percent. i i remember this scene but I did not remember it being this funny. So when this came up, I was like, I know what's gonna happen. I knew about him. Yeah, I knew about him breaking out into dance, and I was. I even knew it was gonna happen. And when it starts going, like I was dying. Everything you said. I I know the line you're talking of, so I won't spoil it here. That part happened. I lied. I like. I laughed. The one thing I'm gonna mention this here. I'm gonna mention this here because I no I noticed it when the narrator tells him to grab his junk. <laughs> He grabbed very low on his <laughs> leg. And I'm like, Kevin Klein is hung. <laughs> he is hung. He is he is either he is either hung in real life or he is letting his character be hung. Because he grabbed a little bit further down his leg than I won't lie, than I'm capable of. So I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, I'm like, either that is a choice oh or God. Kevin Klein is hung. Oh, either way, <laughs> fucking yeah. hilarious. Yes. The the untuck scene, like you said, is oh, so funny. So like when he he's like, just one side. He's like, oh come on. <laughs> the the role playing where he goes into a bar, where he's like, hey yo, or how was that game? And he's like, what a yeah. fabulous window treatment. That was a trap. <laughs> oh, absolutely delicious. This scene is comedy gold. Oh, this scene was I oh it just absolutely it took me out. I'm like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I had to look up the person who did the voice. The, the, the actor's name mm. is Bob Cunningham, I believe it is. My, yeah, John Cunningham. Um, he's a character actor that I recognize. The funny thing is, he's in the movie The Jackal that I just oh, reviewed. Nice. Yeah. Um, he's in a lot of things. He might be a somewhat recognizable person to you. I'm not looking. Like He hasn't been anything since 2013. Yeah. So His face kind of rings a bell. Oh, he's still alive. Holy Jesus. He's like 90. Good for him. Yep. Oh, we almost share a birthday. Oh no, never mind. That's when he married his wife. Um, he's, he's, like as an actor, he's fine. He's always a, a really good background. Like he yeah. usually has like one or two scenes in whatever movie he's in. 
uh, this is easily the highlight of his life, yeah. of his performance for me. I will never forget this. No, this is fantastic. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I cannot get enough of this scene. I, tr I, was, I truly can't. I was so shocked. I was not going into, like, when I went into this movie, I'm like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be campy. I'm probably going to have a good enough time that I'll enjoy talking to Manny about it. And I was not prepared for the amount of belly cackles I was about to produce watching this yep. movie. Awesome. That makes me so happy. All right. What's your next scene? Um, it is the scene right after the wedding. With okay. So I have the wedding then. Cool. Okay. Uh, okay. So the wedding, um, Howard's mom is amazing. Oh, yes. Debbie Reynolds <laughs> is so great in this scene. Um, Howard is freaking out. Great acting from Kevin Klein as he is fully realizing what is about to come. What I didn't anticipate with the wedding is I I'm watching the movie and I'm like, is this movie almost over? That's like, what I was saying there too. I'm like, wait, how long have I been watching this for? <laughs> yeah, because you think this is going to be the end of yeah. the movie, uh, and it's not even close. We're basically like just over halfway. Yeah. Um, Klein is killing me in this. Like his his eye movements. Like his absolute panic, and this is he also had like a large sadness in his eyes when he sees Joan too. Like, yep, he just like I'm just like, oh, buddy. <laughs> um, the one thing I loved uh, about this is when he says he's gay, and everyone's unsure of what they heard, and his mom tries to cover it up, <laughs> and he immediately stands up for himself. Yes. Like her covering up is pretty funny because yeah. we know she just wants the wedding, but then he is deadpan serious. Yes. No, mom. I'm gay. I'm like, oh, I love it. I love that they don't play. They, they had a little comedic beat, and then they come back to the reality of the situation. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And then Cusack is obviously devastated, and oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah. So that cuts into the scene you want to talk about. Yes. Um. So as you kind of mentioned earlier, there's like a good – the first three quarters of this movie, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, Joan Cusack is being wasted in this movie. She has given nothing to do. And then Frank Oz – Can I just inter can I just interject? Yeah. Did you know she got an Oscar nomination? I found that out when you mentioned it today because I okay. didn't even think to look because I didn't think this movie got nominated for anything. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> So okay, no, so that no that idea. would have been even more funny if you knew she got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, like, I'm what like, for the what? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry to cut you off. I just no, wanted to check okay. on that. Please go continue. Um, she, oh my god, the scene's so wonderful. So yeah, so she, Frank, got, like you're sitting there, you're like, what the fuck? Why is Joe Cusack in this movie? And Frank Oz is like, trust me, I there's a reason, I promise. And she comes out with this banger of a monologue which you are going to hear later <laughs> <laughs> it was i couldn't pick i couldn't like pick a line so i basically did the whole thing because it's you won't hear complaints from it is absolutely phenomenal she is amazing in this scene and what i love about the scene is um he's constantly being like like please hate me you're allowed to hate me like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like I'm the worst. I'm terrible. Please, please hate me. And her response is, you couldn't have told me at any other fucking time than my wedding day. Oh, it's so good. She really, this is her for your consideration scene. This was phenomenal. And she does have um, another really good scene later as well. That is hilarious. 
but this scene in particular was just absolutely wonderful. And I think I have two lines from this scene because I also chose I yes, looped in yeah I looped in the part where she goes out and talks to them afterwards because they're all still sitting there just like what do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bride and groom are gone and not getting married, and they're all just sitting there. It's just it's so wonderful. And it's also funny and it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joan Cusack, this is exactly, it's this scene and a, a one a little bit later on where she garners her, her Oscar nomination. Yeah. And what I love about it, uh, again, we're always a big fan of when a comedic performance gets yes. uh, a, an Oscar nomination. So the best thing about that is that this scene is both comedic and dramatic. She plays it up for laughs. But it's that last line in that monologue she gives that's devastating. Yes. Devastating. And I'm sure everybody has felt that way. Oh, if you don't know the line I'm talking me. about, you will know when we play it later on. We've already spoiled that it's coming up later. Yeah. You will understand exactly. Everybody has felt that way. It has hurt. Uh, yeah. It is a really great performance. And the best thing about it is while they allow they allow Joan Cusack to provide the comedy in it, and Kevin Klein is such a giving actor that he just responds and gives her all the space she needs to, to give that performance. He is absolutely incredible in being able to let another actor take these moments and elevate to another level. Yes. He is awesome. Uh, great scene. Great pick. Yes, amazing scene. Uh, I only have one scene left. Oh, it's, I have it's three. W- wicked. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have Howard going to grad. So that's that's okay, basically so, the end of the movie. So fire away. Yeah, I have two more before that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, do I? I only have one more. Okay. Normie before that, and it is the other aforementioned Joan Cusack scene where she goes to the bar. This scene is really funny. <laughs> she goes to the bar. In her wedding dress still, she yes. just wants a fucking drink. <laughs> and yep. she wants something to eat. She wants peanuts or whatever she can get. Yep. And who else is at the bar um, but Tom Selleck? <laughs> who, she's like, well, he's cute. Let me give this a go. <laughs> and so she starts hitting on Tom Selleck, who, as we mentioned, his character is gay. Yes. Um very not interested (laughs) and she's trying so hard to like get him out of the bar she wants to fuck him so desperately like that's all she (laughs) wants right now is to sleep with tom Selleck. and then he stops her very gently and he's like well i'm gay and i love her response she's like is everybody gay (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so wonderful um I also love kind of I'm lumping this in with a little bit of the scene after as well. Um, Feel free. Where Cameron, this is where so Cameron Drake's been in town and he's coming to help his teacher whose life he ruined, um, <laughs> <laughs> or made better, or made better, but like not in the way you should. Um, yep. Don't out someone at the Oscars or out anybody ever. Let them do that for themselves. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, so he's in town. Um, Joan Cusack is having a breakdown in the middle of the road and yes. Cameron Drake goes up to her, um, starts consoling her until he realizes who she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they like lock eyes and I'm like, 
you know what? She deserves this. (laughs) (laughs) She deserves this young hunk child. (laughs) He's legal. It's fine. Um, But yeah, my my main thought was, you know what? She deserves this. She even says, I can't. You're a student. He's reciting fucking Shakespeare to her. Girl, he's not your student anymore. You go get it. (laughs) And also, (laughs) this has one of my favorite lines, which I also think I cut. I do not think. Nope, you left it in. Did I? Yes. Okay, then I'll wait. But it has another line that the line itself isn't funny, but the delivery. Are you talking about when they're dancing? I think so, yes. 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 Um, you kept, you kept it. not necessarily funny, but the delivery of it is perfect. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, it's just another wonderful scene where Joan Cusack, Cusack gets to go off, get her happy ending after being completely humiliated and losing her shit uh, mm-hmm. at Howard. It's a really great way to kind of cap off her story. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. This is, this is another enjoyable scene. Uh, Matt Dillon is really great. He really sells that he had a crush on her. Yes. Uh, when she was, in, in her opinion, when she was very unattractive, but he found her incredibly attractive at that time. Yes, he was uh, so sweet to her in the scene. It was yes. cute. Yeah, it was really sweet. And it's yeah. really funny to see, because we have that really great interview at the beginning of the show when he's at the Oscars, where he comes across as just a vapid moron. Yeah. Uh, and then we realize here that it's not quite like that. He might have gotten caught up in the moment, but he is someone that truly has feelings and morals because he is coming back to this town because he realizes he fucked things up. Yeah. And so he's coming here to try and fix things the best he can, but he just happens to run into one of his high school crushes who happened to be a... And they do mention it. I can't remember this. She was only a student teacher when he was a, when he was a teacher. Oh. Or when he was a student, sorry. So there's not a big... A, yeah. What they're implying, there's not a big age gap between the two of them. Um, yeah, a, a great scene and, re- and really touching. Really touching. I, I, I really do enjoy their, their dance in the middle of the yeah. street. It's just so sweet. And she just, again, she deserves it. <laughs> she, you're, you're goddamn right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I have I have Howard going to grad. Yeah, I have grad. Um, the the scene starts. Uh, I, I'm starting this. I'm starting the scene at the actual graduation ceremony, not when he's in that classroom prior to it. Yeah. Um. His his father being sad that he's not there. Great acting, like yeah. You can just see it. You're like, oh, I'm really I'm really upset that my son didn't feel that he had the strength to be here and you can see his his dad is truly hurt by that but then when howard shows up oh my god i'm gonna cry when howard shows up and his dad you can see the the pride in his dad i'm like yes i i helped raise my son to be strong enough to be able to stand up to what could be a a very hurtful moment but it's right for him to be here because he was a part of these kids' lives, and it's important for him to to be there to support their graduation and their moment, um, and stuff like that. So I I love that. Uh, I again I had seen this movie once. I truly thought that he was going to win Teacher of the Year. Uh, we do find <laughs> out that he did win, but was uh, ineligible because yeah. he was uh, let go. Yeah. Uh, so that other teacher the ongoing joke that he just wants to give his acceptance oh, speech really made me laugh yeah. hard 
Like he does. Like even at the this this whole moment is so monumental for what is actually happening and how big it is politically and sociologically. And he just wants to give his acceptance speech for Teacher of the yes. Year. Fucking hilarious. Um, Cameron showing up. Uh, I love, obviously, everyone goes ape shit. Uh, I did forget to mention, oh, it was early on, so I'm, I'm going to touch on it here. Uh, at the beginning scene on the Oscar night, uh, there is a scene with the two, with the two teen couples, with the oh, two yes. girls sitting down. Yeah. Uh, and they're obviously swooning over him, and the two boys are making fun of him. That is 100% accurate. And <laughs> I wish I could say I was above that when I was their age. I was not. The person that I was mocking at that age, we know him now as Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. All of us boys hated him. <laughs> hated him. Don't worry. Most people hate him now. <laughs> yeah. For other reasons. For but other yes, reasons. I, I, I was definitely. With his acting. <laughs> no. I, but I was definitely one of those boys back then because I was so insecure about myself. Uh, I don't want the girls I like to be swooning over some superstar. So I would make fun of that guy. Yeah. So. I, I wish I could say I was above that. I was not. <laughs> uh, back to the grad scene. Uh, I love that everyone goes crazy. Uh, I love that he showed up trying to fix things. Um, <laughs> again, Edward, uh, he, I didn't, this isn't one of my quotes, but I love that he's like, can we respect our teacher of the year? <laughs> uh, absolutely love that. Um, I love how they are trying, uh, and we we haven't mentioned, but Bob Newhart. I don't know what connection you have to Bob Newhart, who played the principal. Oh, um, oh, because I didn't mention it, but I need to tell you. Yes. Um, that the moment he came on screen, I was yes. like, "Oh my God, it's Papa Elf." <laughs> <laughs> right, Papa Elf. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. Um, Bob Newhart had a, a several um sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, for me growing up uh and i've always been a fan of his just complete deadpan delivery like it is ex how he doesn't laugh <laughs> is beyond me like he is so funny and the way that he can just play this deadpan i would love to see bloopers of where he's unable to contain himself yes <laughs> i would i would love to see that um i love how he's dodging that howard was fired for being gay yeah. as best he can uh and uh, the one part that hurt my heart is where they get into the discussion of because Howard is gay, he will influence the students. Uh, that was sadly a uh, discussion uh, that happened often. It and, still is. And it still is now. And I know we it, you know, don't want to get too political, but yep, it is something especially – gets talked about a lot in the States and yep. in my lovely province in this shithole, um, that that is a big, a big conversation. Still teachers, mm -hmm. parents don't want their teachers to talk about their sexuality or anything. Cause they do not want to turn their children gay. I, I just don't understand it. Whatever. It's, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, and then we get what, you can basically refer to uh, I don't you might maybe you'll understand this reference but a Spartacus moment. Oh, I took it as a oh captain my captain moment. <laughs> it is uh, Sp Spartacus is first, but yes. definitely a no captain my captain. Uh, yeah, it is uh, one student 
um, having the courage to support somebody who is, uh, for lack of a better word, being persecuted by the establishment. And I was so glad that Jack did that because he was making me sad for so much of this movie. I'm like, you love this teacher. He's done so much for you. Get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it's a big thing. And you can – the best thing – what I love about Jack and – it's an actor named Sean Hatosi. He had a bit of a run in the 90s. He had a, a, a few roles. Um, I think they were trying to push him into mm-hmm. becoming something big. He, I don't just don't think he could respond to it that well. But I love that they're, they, they linger on him in certain shots where you can see that he is having trouble with what is going with, – yeah. with the way that, being, that Howard is being treated. But he, I, I think he's like a, a standard teenager. He doesn't he's – he's scared to stand up. And it takes it takes a lot for a teenager to do that, um, and when he does, uh, it's a great thing. I love, <laughs> I I do love that he gets his friend to stand up as well. But who who's I am gay, but I love fucking women every yeah. chance I get, <laughs> yeah. and they really like it. Uh, one who says it, and someone in the crowd is like, "But you're a whore." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. It was, it's not someone. That, it's a teacher. <laughs> It's one of the th- it's one of the faculty. She's like, "You're not gay. We all know you're a whore." <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, his dad standing up uh, really got to me. His uh, brother and, too. His brother yeah. Jeff. First, I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Cameron, Cameron coming up and giving Howard his Oscar, really great. Uh, I don't know if you knew that Kevin Klein is an Oscar winner. I don't know what for uh for he, he got it for supporting in a comedic role for a film called a fish called wanda ah and he is amazing in it i love it in a great comedic performance uh when um, this scene happened i my only comment is the cheese is officially oozing <laughs> <laughs> yes this is your this is your standard hollywood ending yes this is a perfect hollywood ending yep and it didn't bother me because it fits perfectly with the theme yes. uh and the tone of this film Awesome. Uh, anything you want to add on the grad? Uh, no. Okay. So. Uh, so those those are all my scenes. So those are technically all my scenes. I do yep. want to touch on the immediate next scene where um, they're setting it up that there's been some time has passed, yep. and uh, Howard is getting dressed up for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And they make it seem as though he might be getting married to Tom Selleck. Yes. And I wanted to just note that I really appreciate that they didn't do that. I yep. loved the cutaway that it was his parents' wedding because his mom just wanted a wedding. So I love that they renewed their vows and she got her wedding and she got her pomp and circumstance and she got to enjoy that. Um, so that's such a common trope is that they would like cut to whatever it's been too short of a time and they're all of a sudden getting married and it's like, eh, it's just, I hate that trope. So I'm really, I just really appreciate that they didn't do that. I agree 100%. And to piggyback on that, one of the other reasons I like that is because he's newly gay. Yeah. Like newly he's experiencing. He's got to go have some fun. <laughs> well, it's not even, it's not even that. I just don't want him to marry the first guy no. he dates. Like he really needs to not even go out and not even go out and fuck, but he should, since he, he hasn't since he hasn't had sex in th- in the three years he was with uh, what's her name Joan Cusack, whose character's name uh Emily, um, so it's not that he should go out and get laid, but he should at least be going out and experiencing or his own sexuality, not even sexually, but just spending time with men. Yeah, yeah, 
So I'm glad. I'm sure him in, in that world, him and Peter end up being together. I hope they do because it is still cute. <laughs> it is. It is super cute. But I agree. I do love that it is, you know, the little twist that it's not their wedding. It's yeah. the parents. Okay. Awesome. Uh, your favorite scene? It's the dance scene. It's the exploring your, your masculinity dance scene. Like it just, it just, it has to be. I don't, I couldn't pick anything else. Your goddamn rights. That's my winner running away. I was going to mention this on, but it would have given away my answer. Uh, I, as I was pulling clips for everything, I watched that scene twice. Today. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. And I laughed just as hard. It's just like the moment that scene happened, I highlighted it a green as this is my favorite scene. <laughs> and there was still like half of the movie left. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's get into noms and nods. All right. Well, why don't we jump to the one that actually got nominated? All right. Which Supporting is actress for Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. Um, okay. We've already pretty much tooted her horn quite a bit here. Um, yeah. Very, again, very not a lot from her for the first kind of 75% of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a decent scene where he, where Howard wants to go and try and have sex with her. And she's like, uh, I don't like what's happening here. Go away. Yeah. Um, that wasn't bad. But the whole time I'm like, I just want so much more out of her. Like, you have Joan Cusack. Let her have fun. And yeah. they let her have fun. That scene is phenomenal, and uh, she deserved that Oscar nomination. Perfect. That's what I was going to ask. <clears throat> now, I do want to see per- who she's up against, though. <laughs> okay. Well, she, uh, Kim Basinger for Ellie Confidential wins. Right. I need to rewatch that. Okay. Minnie Driver for Goodwill Hunting. Oh. Julianne Moore for Boogie Nights. Yeah. And Gloria Stewart for Titanic. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I need to rewatch LA Confidential. Okay. Because I don't really uh, remember Kim Basinger in that that much. Uh, on my rewatch of Boogie Nights, I don't think anybody's taking it away from Julianne Moore for my per in my pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's also on my rewatch list because I a lot of these I haven't seen since you guys did your 1997 the first go around. Yep. So. Uh, I I like the I do like the nomination for Joan Cusack. Yeah. Out of these five. I'd probably put her fourth. Yeah. Sorry. Are you putting yeah. her above the Titanic human? I probably I, put her. I'd probably put her above Gloria Stewart, who I, I do like remember, in that role. I barely remember the role. Yeah. So, but I also don't love that movie. That movie leaves my brain often. All right. I'm going to nominate for fun. Tom Selleck for Best Supporting Ooh, Actor. I like it. Perfect. I like it. <clears throat> so in Best Supporting Actor that year, we have uh, Robin Williams winning for Goodwill Hunting, Robert Forrester for Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins in Amistad, Greg Kinnear for As Good As It Gets, and Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights. There are f- three people in here I cannot take out. That is Robin Williams, Anthony Hopkins, and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. So that leaves me... I can take out Greg Kinnear or Robert Forrester. I like Robert Forrester because he gives, as we've coined the phrase, the Tom Wilkinson performance. It's right. very yes. understated, and I like those to be rewarded. I could happily take out Greg Kinnear and put in Tom Selleck here. Yeah, I also probably could, but I'm also not the biggest fan of as good as it gets personally. Yeah. Um, he's good in it. It's not that he's bad in it or anything. I don't think he's bad in it either, um, but, but of the five – performances in this category i think his is the weakest 
And the only one I haven't seen is Anthony Hopkins and Amistad. So I can't uh, comment to that. But it's Anthony Hopkins, so I, I'm sure it's worthy. That's it's, he just appears on screen and gets nominated. So Are you planning on watching Amistad? Um if, I would I would recommend it. If it's accessible, probably. Let me see. Okay. <clears throat> if it's not, I can make it accessible for you. I mean, I can also make it accessible for me in ways yep. you disapprove of. Um, yep. Not disapprove. I don't disapprove. I just don't partake. Fair. Um, oh, Morgan Freeman. Matthew McConaughey. Stellan Skarsgård. No, oh, I am going to have to watch this. Oh, my God. Chiwetel. I can't ever pronounce his name. Chiwetel. Chiwetel he must have been a baby in this. He is. Well, it's on my. Oh, it's already on my watch list. I must have planned to watch this at some point. <laughs> okay, good. I truly believe that you should watch this. Yeah. Movie. Yes. It's got um, a great cast, so I'm already it, it, in. It does. The one thing I'm going to tell you, the, uh, several things I'll tell you. One, uh, the Anthony Hopkins performance in this is not what you're expecting. Okay. When you think of it, trust me, when you watch it, you'll be like, "It." this is very similar to the Joan Cusack. Yeah. It. You see, he, he doesn't get his Oscar nomination until the end. Okay. But his performance, the way... <laughs> I wish I could see your face oh God. when you watch this movie and Anthony Hopkins because he is not doing what you expect someone like Anthony Hopkins to do. All right. <clears throat> that being said, I will slip in Tom Selleck over Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What do you got next? Okay. This is like a, a long shot. Okay. It's not actually happening. All right. <laughs> But I actually loved the writing of this movie. So this would be an original screenplay. Yes. Now, okay, it is up against Goodwill Hunting, Ooh. As Good As It Gets, Boogie Nights. Um, now, I haven't seen Deconstructing Harry. You recently sure... did and did not like it. Uh-huh. I will probably not be watching it because I would like to avoid Woody Allen at most cost. The only one I want to watch is Midnight Paris. Oh, Owen I want. There's some a uh, couple other ones that I really want to watch, like that's Manhattan. The, that's the Manhattan. main one. I also need to watch Annie Hall. I think. Mm. I haven't decided on that one yet, but um, and then it's also I'd be against... very interested in your opinion on Annie Hall. I have a feeling it's not a Jordan movie. But I mm. still think Jordan's going to try and watch it <laughs> at some point. Mm, okay. Just for like. Know. Let me think watch. on that for a bit. Interesting. Um, and then it would also would have been up against The Full Monty, which is a movie I really enjoyed. I know you do. Um, I have a, it holds a very soft spot in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, so like I couldn't put it above any of the ones that are currently nominated. Maybe as good as it gets because it's not a movie that I particularly love. It's not an Oscar-worthy screenplay, but I genuinely think it is very funny, very touching, and it's a lot of fun. I will put this in over Deconstructing Harry. Ooh. I, just because I do not like Woody Allen's films. Yeah. And while the... I can't deny that the writing in Deconstructing Harry... I can't deny how good it is. I would give, I, I won't lie. After watching, I think I've watched five or six Woody Allen films. I would give anything 
for those films to be made without him in it. Oh. Like, put in Jesse Eisenberg in that role or Oscar Isaac or somebody else than Woody Allen, and I bet you my enjoyment levels of those movies would jump a point or two for sure. Interesting. It's Woody Woody Allen himself as the actor. I understand he's a shitty human being, but I can – I can look past, as horrible as it is, yeah. I can look past an actor's personal life because I still, as much as I hate to admit it, I still worship at the altar of Kevin Spacey. He is unfucking believable He is an absolute monstrosity of a man. But yeah. to, for me to say that I don't enjoy watching him on screen would be a fucking lie. I know. Woody Allen as an actor is probably in my top three most hated. And it has nothing to do with him as a person. It is him on screen. I cannot stand him. My God, he's still writing movies. Yeah, he he's he he signed a huge deal with Netflix, but now Netflix is like, we don't want you. So he's suing. He's I think he's suing them because he signed their contract, and they're like, we don't want your movies. So whatever. That's beside the point. So because I dislike Woody Allen, again. Not because of what he's done, because of him as an actor. I will happily slide in the screenplay for it. I love it. Okay, so, all right. Uh, I'm going to do this only because of a technicality. I'm nominating Kevin Klein for Best Actor. And the reason I'm doing that... Yeah, I'm doing that only because I've only seen two of the lead acting performances. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, sorry, I've seen three. So... I've seen Jack Nicholson for As Good As It Gets. Yeah. I've seen Matt Damon for Goodwill Hunting. I've seen Robert Duvall in The Apostle once back mm-hmm. then. I remember nothing. I have not seen Peter Fonda in Uli's Gold. And I have not seen Dustin Hoffman for Wag the Dog. So I have two empty slots that I can put them in by default. And because technically I've seen Robert Duvall in The Apostle, but I barely remember it, so it can't be that <laughs> great of a performance – I will put Kevin Klein using my rules. I will put Kevin Klein in over Amazing. Robert Duvall for I the Apostle. It. Yeah, that's the only Big reason fan. he's getting a nomination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. The Apostle does not look like a movie I'm gonna love, so I don't think I'm gonna watch it. Cool. I I obviously am. I'll let yes. you know how it is. Please do. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is you just covered all of my noms and nods as well. Oh, I did love you have it. any? Did you have any others? No. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, let's move on to favorite quotes, yes. which <laughs> let me see if I can get this I'm ready. I'm so excited that I don't have to read them anymore. <laughs> right? All right. Here we go. So we are going to read off our favorite quotes. And first up will be Jordan's quotes. Here we go. And it will take a second, but we will get there. There's only two times where it's okay to do like gay stuff. Two like emergency situations. What? Which situation? Prison when it's like a substitute. Or guys in space. And the next nominee. Are you? Are you? Are you really gay? Any other time you might have told me this? I'm wearing a wedding dress which you picked out. I I, I highlighted my hair because you said I needed shimmer. I I loved you and, and believed you and and 
pretended not to notice this Streisand thing. I thought, I thought you were just creative. I thought you were just smarter than me and more sensitive and more interesting. I, I thought you were the most wonderful man who ever lived. I, I thought you could just change my life and, and show me the whole world and teach me about art and life and, and magic. And I thought you could make me feel like a beautiful woman instead of the girl nobody wanted. Aw, our next nominee. Does anybody here know how many times I've had to watch Funny Lady? It was a sequel. She was under contract. Fuck Barbara Streisand! And you! <laughs> and our next nominee for Jordan. I've seen all your movies. Both of them? And Jordan's final nominee for favorite quote. Stand straight and tall. Excuse me, are we a little teapot? Those are Jordan's nominees. Manny's nominees are... So Cameron, tonight's the big night. All the marbles, Planet Cameron. Uh, excuse me? I said right. Yeah. Uh, everyone's saying that you won't be going home empty-handed. How do you feel about that? And speak up. Well, basically, to me, uh, awards are meaningless. Um, I'm an artist. Uh, it's about the work. All the nominees are artists. We shouldn't be forced to compete with each other like dogs. Well, I hear you. Good point. So then why are you here? In case I win. And our next nominee. This is Cameron's first nomination, and he's in extremely good company. Tonight, he joins fellow Best Actor nominees, Paul Newman for Coot. Clint Eastwood for Codger. Michael Douglas for Primary Urges. And Steven Seagal for Snowball in Hell. And my next nominee for favorite quote. You couldn't possibly understand what this is like. Howard, I'm gay. To what? I'm gay. I came out. To whom? Ooh, to everyone. My folks, my boss, my dog. You know, one day I just snapped. I just got tired of switching pronouns and remembering to lower my voice, and I couldn't take lying to the people that I love. Does that sound familiar? No. So, I just said, Mom, Dad, Sparky, I'm gay. What happened? Well, my mom cried for exactly 10 seconds. My boss said, who cares? And my dad said, but you're so tall. Howard, everyone surprised me. Once, once I let them, once I trusted them. You know, sometimes the worst thing you think can happen turns out to be the best thing. And my next nominee. We gotta go. Go where? Greenleaf, because of what I said. You gotta see what's going on. I gotta do something. But I promised Isaac I'd do his show, the new collection. It's this afternoon. I have to shower and vomit. 
And my last nominee for favorite quote. My Rice Krispie treats that I made for the reception. They're not my recipe. It's Harriet Carter's. After she died from that massive embolism, a lie was born. These are a dead woman's treats. And those are our nominees for favorite quote. God, it's a testament to this movie that we had zero crossover. I know. <laughs> I know. When I saw your list, I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, okay. Jordan, what are you picking as your favorite quote? Oh, this is so hard. I didn't <laughs> pick beforehand. <laughs> I genuinely think it's Emily's monologue. Okay. Because it is phenomenal. But I cannot tell you how much I howled when the recording says, excuse me, are we a little teapot? (laughs) He's standing exactly... Oh, fuck. It just broke me. But it is Emily's... Emily's monologue? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, My winner, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, is the nominees being announced. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Awesome. I'm also okay. so glad that you had the dead woman's recipe line in there because that was also a contender. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, and that was another laugh out loud oh, moment. Was so I d- I died. And I loved their little like confession circle that they had. Yes. Going. Yes. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah, it was super cute. Just the the like I would have loved to have discussed that scene, but it's so it's such a great fun moment, but it's so unimportant yeah, to the movie. I know. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, okay, Jordan, what was the weak link of the film for you? I think the weak link is really just its age, and there's just a few things that have not aged particularly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing was offensive enough that I felt I needed to discuss it. Um, cool. Everything was still pretty solid, and um, a lot of it is still relevant. It's very surface, but that's fine. Cool. I I didn't find a weak link in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, I thought the movie was they made the exact movie they wanted to yeah. without. Thankfully, I, like I said, when I was watching it, I didn't find anything offensive. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'm not the demographic to be offended. So. I know there are some people who did. Like I was reading letterbox reviews, and there are some people who find this movie super offensive. Yeah. Um, and I'm personally just kind. Of, I'm happy that I am not one of them. I'm glad that I was able to have fun with this. Me, me too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ready for a little bit of trivia? Yes. Uh, awesome. So I mentioned earlier, I already read the one that this movie is based on Tom Hanks's real life acceptance speech, uh, a great speech that I saw both of us crying to. That was, <laughs> that was nice. Uh, and then I, I didn't mention this when we were talking about the scene, so I because I wanted to save it for here. But the Oscar statuette used in the film is Kevin Klein's. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a real oh, I Oscar. Love that. Yeah. Um, the disco group, the Village People, originally would not sign off on the use of the song Macho Man for the film, mm. which features the track heavily. The disco tribute band, the Boogie Nights, was therefore hired to record a cover version to use instead. After the cover version was completed, the village people ultimately decided to let the filmmakers use their original version, and the Boogie Nights version was never used. Uh, Frank Oz and Wilford Brimley, who plays the father, uh, did not get along with each other during the making of this film. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, also, I, I noticed this actress... Uh, she's in the background of a couple shots, and she, especially at the wedding. I don't know if you know the actress Selma Blair. 
Yeah. She's in this movie with oh, no speaking shit. roles. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I um, recognize Selma Blair. She's sitting with the family during the Oscars, and she's at the wedding. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, but she doesn't have a speaking part. Yeah. If if you know till like I didn't know it was her until yeah. I was watching the movie and I was like, that was fucking Selma Blair. Oh nice. So I quickly looked it up. I'm like, oh my god, it really was. Uh and the only casting what if I have um is Elizabeth Hurley was considered for the role of Sonya, the supermodel. Elizabeth Hurley? Oh, you don't know Elizabeth Hurley? Oh wow. I don't okay. know that I I might when I see her. Hang on. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, okay. I know who she is. Yeah. Awesome. All right, closing credits. Would you watch this movie again? Yes. 100% I will. Would you recommend this movie to friends? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will as well. I, I'm I'm really hoping uh, I can get some others to watch this film. Yeah. Uh, who are you giving the MVP to? This is hard because so much of this movie is so great. Mm-hmm. I still don't even know. <sighs> this is you go first on this one. Oh, it's easy, Kevin Klein for me. Yeah, hands down, easy for me. Yeah. I love Kevin Klein. I'm also a fan of the writing. Okay, you gonna give it to the screenplay then? Yeah. Awesome, I love it. All right, uh, recommend a good double feature with this movie. Okay, so I do have three. Okay, I've got two. Go ahead. Okay, so my first one is. But I'm a cheerleader. Okay. Um, which is another camp, campy queer comedy that, in my opinion, is one of the funniest gay movies I've ever seen. Um, okay. And it's um, it's a 99, I think. Did it is a 99. Yeah. yeah, it is 99. Um, so I'm excited to make you watch that one at some point. <laughs> I've I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it? In 99. Right. So I have yeah. no recollection of it. But I, I know for a fact I've seen it. Yes. Um. Booksmart was my other one as a more great, modern great queer comedy great that is pick. brilliant and smart and funny. So amazing. Um, and then this one takes a bit of a turn, um, but I went with Dead Poet Society. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I can get on board with that. All right. Okay. Uh, so Booksmart. Poets. Okay, so what are you what are you finalizing your answer then? I think I'm gonna go book smart to juxtapose gay comedies in the nineteen nineties versus the twenty twenties. Okay. Oop, why did that happen? All right. Okay. Uh okay, I have two. Okay. One uh is to pair it with another uh queer comedy that I fucking love called The Birdcage. Nice. I almost put that on there too, but in my head I'm like, man, he's gonna do it. Hundred <laughs> percent I'm gonna do that. And then similar to your Dead Poet Society, oh. <laughs> I pick Philadelphia. Oh nice. Yeah, since oh, this like movie it. is based off of the acceptance yes. speech for that. Yes. Uh, I love but it. But <laughs> obviously uh, I'm going with the birdcage. Yes, that's a good I pull. don't I don't really think In and Out uh, as a double feature with Philadelphia would be a very good double feature. Yeah, that's how I felt about Dead Poet Society. I'm like, you are watching two vastly different movies there. Yes. Uh, okay, going with Booksmart, what order are you watching them in? I'm doing In and Out first and then Booksmart second. Okay. I will go. I'm going to start with In and Out and then The Birdcage. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Now I want to watch. I'm looking at the clock. I might have time to watch The Birdcage tonight. <laughs> I watched it pretty recently again, and I'm just like, this is just, just such a good movie. It's so much the fun. Birdcage, the Birdcage is now on my uh like comfort movie yes list. it's on like, like it's a comfort movie like, for me too i'm like i just want to i just want to put something on to watch i don't have to yeah. pay attention i can just watch and enjoy yeah uh, if i happen to be doing something so yeah the birdcage is probably going to start rising up my oh i love number it of times watch list i love it uh okay so this the next question you, you might have the answer for now um, yes. but what will be this film's legacy well my original answer was i don't think it really has one but in my opinion it's currently a really strong entry in queer comedies um in mm-hmm. a genre that's kind of tapered off over the years but now i understand that it is uh its legacy is being based off of tom hanks's oscar acceptance speech for Philadelphia. yeah so i like for people my age most of us kind of know that that's what this movie's based off of so the generational gap between us shows that that legacy really hasn't isn't fully known, and it's understandable. This wasn't a massive grossing one. Yeah. Um. Is this is this movie known in the queer community like yourself? No. Okay. So it's kind of an underseen. Not in the younger queer community. Like okay. I only found it um, when I was going through letterbox lists of LGBT movies that I needed to add to my watch list. I'm like, yeah. oh, Kevin Klein's in this. I should watch this, but I had never heard of it until I was looking it up. Okay, I can I know for a fact that the queer community in my generation yes. is fully aware of it because yeah. um, one of my best friends is gay. He's yeah. loves this, loves this movie. That Ray. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Who I'm trying to get back on. Yeah. He's very busy. Fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I barely have time to hang out with him, <laughs> let alone to get him to come on the podcast. Yeah. Um. All right. What did you learn from this movie? Uh, I learned that while it may not always be convenient and it can be hard to come to terms with, you can never be too old to uh, accept who you are. Oh, I love that one. Damn you, Jordan. (laughs) You and Sam are good at this. I can tell you this. um, So I'm actually going to take the lesson that I learned from when I watched it in 98. Um, And this was just another movie that move me more towards a lot more acceptance yeah. uh, of 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 the of the queer community now <clears throat> like i said thankfully i didn't have a hatred towards uh the queer community when i was younger um my sister my oldest sister came out how old would i have been had to have been before i graduated high school might have been around around this time mid 90s has to have been it, oh it's definitely before this because i was almost moving in with her with her girlfriend at the time and she came out before she had this girlfriend okay so my sister was already out <clears throat> so with that even even thankfully before my sister came out i i never had a hatred towards uh, uh the, the gay community so this just moved me further along in regards to understanding everything about them and the ah <clears throat> uh, the the trouble of coming out or or realizing who you were and so that's what i learned on this rewatch i don't know i just it just reaffirmed that my kevin klein is a comedic genius <laughs> uh but yeah it was uh, it was a lot of fun uh jordan your final thoughts on in and out. Yes. I 
had so much fun watching this movie. Um, again, I really didn't know a lot about it going in. I hadn't really heard about it. I was nervous to watch it because I'm always nervous to watch queer movies, regard really regardless of when they came out, but especially if they came out before the year 2000. Um, I'm particularly nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was just so much fun. Kevin Klein is wonderful. Um, Tom Selleck is fantastic in this movie. Uh, so, and Joan Cusack, when she has her moments, she is so amazing. Um, and one thing I didn't really touch on um, throughout like us talking about this movie, but um, my uncle, um, when I was growing up, um, he was married to a woman um, until I was probably about like six or seven, I think. Maybe I was even a little younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, and spending a lot of time with him, he was obsessed with Madonna and Wonder Woman, and we had Spice Girls dance parties. Um, and then he eventually came out uh, after. And so um, it just kind of, this one also just kind of hit me a little close to home when they're always talking about, like, how could you not know with all this by Barbara Streisand stuff? Um, it just it hit nice and close to my heart a little bit, reminded me of my uncle and his never waning love of Madonna in particular um, and how, you know, it sometimes stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. They're all- <laughs> um, this movie was a lot of fun. I had, it, I could not believe how much I laughed watching this movie. Um, that dance scene in particular just absolutely destroyed me. Um, but I also really love how many touching moments this movie had. Um, for a movie made in 1997 that probably didn't have many gay people working on it, if any at all. Um, I'm very impressed with what it was able to do, and I love the meaning behind it, and I loved how fucking hilarious it was. Uh, So I'm really glad that I got to watch this movie. Um, Glad that we got to do it for the pod. I absolutely had a blast. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad that we got to review this. Like I said... I was nervous after watching it because I felt it could have went one of two ways. Either Jordan's going to have a lot of fun with this, which thankfully he did, or she's going to find this deeply offensive and it could be a contentious episode. Thankfully, we got one where we both got to laugh and enjoy everything. Uh, I'm so glad that we got to review this together. Uh, it would have been really nice. I would have loved to have seen – I bet you anything Sam would be tickled by the dancing as well. Oh, I feel like he would have had a blast watching this. Yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping I can get get him to watch this movie. I hope he uh, does. With his with his affection for Kevin Klein after his watching of Dave. Yeah. Uh, I oh, I think it yeah. should be pretty good. You've seen Dave too, right? Oh yeah, we watched it together for the first time. Him and I and yeah. had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping I can get him to watch this. If he does, it's it's the only film for supporting actress that he won't have. Yeah. So he'll have all five covered, but we'll see. Getting him to watch movies is difficult. It is. Uh, but I had going into this movie, I was uh, I was I was looking forward to it because I'm a big Kevin Klein fan. Yeah, I didn't remember the movie being this funny. Yeah, and it was such a treat to laugh this hard. It was exactly what I needed. I've actually had a very busy and very mentally draining week, and so this was just an island of sunshine that I desperately needed. And so glad I got to watch a thoroughly enjoyable movie that made me laugh this hard. And I'm so glad I got to experience it with you and talk about it. I had a great time. 
let's give this movie a rating. Yeah. Jordan, what are you giving in and out? Well, from the four whore herself, this gets a four out of five. <laughs> that makes me happy. Uh, it's a four for me as well. Nice. Yeah, uh, I've had way too much fun for this to be anything less than a four. And the rewatchability on this movie has climbed dramatically. And because I own it, I can watch it anytime I want. Yes. Uh, all right. Next week, we have one of Sam's. I'm almost positive this is on his all-time favorite list. It must be in his top 20. I'd be Let's shocked if it wasn't. Uh, top 20 on his old list, Sam. Yep, it definitely is. Yeah. We have Liar, Liar with Jim Carrey coming up next week. I'm excited for Sam. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to the episode on it. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert! I don't hate this. I don't hate this movie. Okay. So I'm not. I. I. It's. I'm not gonna bo- I'm not gonna be there to eviscerate it. Yeah. Uh, what I am gonna do is I'm going to enjoy sitting across from Sam, watching him. Uh, yeah. Relive his childhood. Yes. Uh, a movie that means a lot to him and his brother. And so I'm very excited to see the joy uh, on his face yeah. as we get to talk about this movie. So that'll be enjoyable for me. Um, thank you, Jordan, once again, for uh, for saving me and allowing me to uh, put a, an episode together this week. Of course. Any chance I get to, uh, to podcast uh, with you, with Sam, with Kyle, with anybody, I will gladly take. Uh, this is easily... Uh, mentally saving for me. This is uh, just uh, good for my soul. Yeah. And uh, I need that nowadays with how busy I am. So I, again, I truly appreciate you stepping in on short notice. Uh, I had a fucking blast uh, watching this movie and reviewing it with you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Of course. I love coming on here. It has been a minute when I was used to being on here all the time last summer. Um <laughs> I always love podcasting with you guys. It is always a highlight. I have so much fun. Um, I don't have these movie friends in real life. Um, so <laughs> it's nice when I actually get to talk to you guys about movies and we get to discuss everything. It's always a blast. And I am looking forward to being back here very shortly. Perfect. Uh, okay, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you give us a five-star rating, get a positive review. It does increase the profile of our podcast. You can also give us a rating on Spotify. While you're on Spotify, answer our weekly question. I promise you I will read your answer on our Real Talk episodes. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at Sam underscore Manny underscore movie. That fucked me up for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, am I right? You can email us at sammannymoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Letterboxd at Manny42 and J.A. Spires. Love it. For the Samuel and Manuel Movie Podcast, I'm Manny Manuel. Excuse me, are we a little teapot? I'm Jordan Spires. Adios!